Hello and welcome to the Jesus Coffee Yoga Podcast, where we spend time um, sharing awesome things that have helped us in our business and will help other teachers just like you. And today we are going to finish up a three-part little micro-series that we did that will hopefully help aid in excelling your business. Today we are going to talk about consistency. The last two podcast episodes were about clarity and community and how much power there is in those. Today we're going to talk about consistency. I want to open up this episode with a little bit of scripture that really stood out to me when we were when I was thinking through what I wanted to share about consistency. Um, it comes from 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. It says, Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast and movable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, always doing your best and doing more than is needed, being continually aware of your labor even to the point of exhaustion in the Lord is not futile nor wasted. It is never without purpose. So I love this for a couple of reasons. Some words that, that kind of just were highlighted for me throughout this text. And I actually looked up several different versions of this same passage and just kind of compared them side by side. And the, these three words just kept being in, in so many different versions and translations. The first one was steadfast. The next one was unmovable. And the last one was Excel. And I really love this because I believe this is kind of the, the meat of your work of what we do. It's one thing when we have the vision and we tell all the people and we get all the people to help us bring this vision to life. But what happens whenever we sit down at our desk or step onto that mat to teach our classes? I believe that we have to definitely have that steadfast, that sense of continuing forward, doing the work that we're called to do. We have to be unmovable. Like life is going to happen. Business is going to change. Algorithms are going to change. We have to be unmovable and secure in the work that God has called us so that we can excel. So that's what we're going to talk about. So hopefully in the last couple of pods, you've gotten consistent or sorry, you've gotten clear about what you want to be true you started strategizing about how to make that come to pass and hopefully you've even plopped yourself into some community to support that and the final and most maybe most important part of this is um, consistency so raise your hand if you're already feeling convicted like me or even just a little doubtful around this so let's talk about it but first i want to say a lot of times we want just this human nature we want to know like what's the secret What's the hack? What's the tactic? Like, what's the special sauce that someone else has? I see they have success and I want, I want that for me or, or whatever it is. And when I, when I say success in any of these things, it's whatever success is for you. Um, so hopefully you have clarity around what success is for you, but whatever that is, we often want like, what's the secret? What's the hack? Right. Um, but a lot of times there is no secret. There is no magic bullet. There's no easy button. A lot of times you actually already know what it is you should be doing and you're just not doing it. So what is that for you? What are some things that you know you should be doing, but you're not? And if you're not sure, like spend some time thinking about it. If you're if you're not happy with where you are, if, if there's something, uh, some discontentment, and, and I think there's there's holy contentment and I think there's actually holy discontentment that maybe you're 
you're just not doing what you really feel like you should be doing. You're not who God created you to be, or maybe, you know, you're, you're somewhere on, on that journey. We all are, let's be honest. Like we never arrive, but there's a part of me that's like, God, help me be the man that you created me to be. I'm not there yet. And a lot of that revolves around me doing some things that I'm not currently doing, or maybe to stop some things that, that I am doing that are getting in the way. And when it really comes down to it, I think most success, and I didn't make this quote up, it, I, and I've seen it float around a lot. I think I first heard it from uh, Craig Groeschel at, at Life Church, but it was that successful people do consistently what average people do occasionally. And let that sink in. Successful people do consistently what average people do occasionally. And I think you can look at things like fitness as, as a really easy example where you see someone who looks really fit, like they really take care of themselves. Do you think that they just do, they have some magic secret that they they don't have to do a whole lot of work and they just look like that? Or sometimes we'll have these excuses like, oh, it's genetics, you know, they were just born that way. Or whatever. Oh, that guy takes steroids and that's why he's so ripped. Well, side note, even if you use steroids, you still have to do the work and work out like crazy. So all that to say, a lot of times we want the thing without putting in the work to get the thing. And I have a couple have a couple quotes prepared. Um, there was one by this guy. He was a professional baseball player. Uh, named Barry Larkin, he put, what people don't realize is that professionals are sensational because of the fundamentals. And another guy, Jim Rohn, who's uh, kind of like one of the fathers of um, business self-help kind of stuff, motivational um, kind of stuff. He said, success is neither magical nor mysterious. Success is the natural consequence of consistently applying the basic fundamentals. And so like back to, to fitness, can you really expect to work out like once a month and go crazy and do an amazing workout, three hours, and then the rest of the month slack off? No, you're just going to hurt really bad for the next three or four days. And then you're going to like fall off the wagon and not do it. And like, if you're not fit, maybe that's what's going on right now. Where do you see success? It's just showing up every day and doing a little bit more. So if you haven't been working out for a while, how about you just start walking? How about you just start with something small and manageable and do that consistently? And over time, you're going to see results. And I think that applies to, to everything, like your diet. Can you expect to eat super duper healthy one day a week and the rest of the week slack off and eat like crap? No, you're going to feel like crap most of the week. You have to eat well most, most meals. You can have a couple cheat meals, whatever, but it takes the consistency. It's consistently doing those little things that make a big impact over time. Hey, I, I really thought, quick. Yeah. I want to actually define, like while you're talking about this, I want to define consistency. So I looked it up and it says the definition of consistency is conformity in the application of something. Typically that which is necessary for the sake of logic, accuracy, or fairness. And I just like, I don't know why that like stood out so much to me, because I think sometimes we do have to conform to some of the the things in our, our output to see our business grow, to see ourselves grow, our, our physical. I mean, you're talking a lot about physical fitness and things like that right now, but in our business, like we have to conform to some of these things. Some We have to subscribe to this thing 
and then apply it. <laughs> and we have to apply it. So what we know to be true is that people with email lists tend to have more successful business for, for obvious reasons. Like if you have a nice, healthy email list and you're sending out valuable content and all the things to your people, like, but like the emails just don't send themselves. <laughs> and so the, I'm using that as an example because that's something that I have not conformed to or subscribed to in my personal business, like my personal brand. And that's something that I am. But all that to say, like, it's the consistency. Like you send out that one email and like one person might read it, like your mom who just signed up for fun, you know, like, but it's like, but then you just keep doing it over and over and over and over and over and over. And then eventually you have thousands of followers and you're getting a much higher open rate, all the things. So I just wanted to share the definition of consistency. Yeah. And you bring up a good point too, that sometimes we'll see people quote unquote, an overnight success. And those people are net, it's never an overnight success. You didn't see the previous 10 years of them putting in the work and really developing and honing their craft to then put themselves in the position to suddenly become an overnight success. And so I think it's it's part of that lie we believe that we see these people that seem really naturally gifted or naturally talented or you know whatever excuse we tell ourselves so that we don't feel as bad about our own situation. Uh, it, instead, we need to look at what what can we do consistently to build up our skills and our experience and our confidence to get there. And like, there's just no shortcut around that. And there's one other quote that I, I stumbled across that the only difference between those who have failed and those who have succeeded lies in the difference of their habits. And so I think that's a good segue into uh, one of the first things that I wanted to share to help you stay the course or to, um, to get momentum back in your business. So someone who might be struggling with consistency, or maybe you're not really sure what, what's going on. Some common terms or problems I would hear someone say is, I don't feel motivated. I'm really lacking motivation, or I'm feeling stuck, or even maybe I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Like these are really good indicators that maybe it's consistency is what you're struggling with. And so the first thing I would tell you to do is identify your keystone habit. So this is something that when you do this one thing, you often do other things as a result. And for me, what that is, is exercise. So I find it really hard to eat well and to take care of myself and, and everything else that, that I'm requiring to, to like feel good and be the best version of Nick. If I'm not exercising, it is extremely hard to do all the other stuff. But when I take the time to exercise and I make that a priority, I find it pretty easy to eat better. And suddenly I feel a little bit more energized and motivated to then make sure I'm also taking care of my spiritual self, to make sure I'm pouring into my relationships. It's like it, it bleeds over into every other area of my life that when I'm taking care of this one thing, when I'm making fitness and exercise a priority, I'm much better off in all the other areas. And it just it just feels, not that everything is easy, it just feels a little easier though to make better choices and decisions in every other area. And conversely, when I, and I've done this several times, for several cycles where I get really busy, there's so much going on. And instead of making exercise a priority, I, I cut that so that I can get a little bit more work done. And 
do that too many times and it bleeds over negatively into all the other areas. I start making poor choices in my diet. I start making poor decisions in, in every other area and I'm, I'm prioritizing things that really aren't as important over the things that truly are important. And so for me, that's a keystone habit that if I make that one thing, I don't have to make everything a priority. I don't have to try super hard to do all the things. If I just focus on exercise, it just, every everything else kind of falls in line. I remember I, one one place I first heard this, Pastor Craig, again, from, from Life Church, had said his keystone habit is flossing. And he had this funny story, like, you know, if, if I floss, then then I, I brush my teeth, I'm, I'm doing all the other things. But if I don't do that, you know, then I don't take care of myself, I don't brush my teeth, and then I'm late getting out the door, and then I'm driving to, to work, and someone flips off, flips me off, and I get out of the car, and I beat him up, and then I go to jail, and I lose the church, all because I didn't floss, you know, it was something, something crazy like that. And just to prove the point, like if I just do this one thing, everything else seems to fall in line. So what is that for you? And if you don't know, maybe you don't know, spend some time really thinking through when I'm really, when I'm doing well in life or business or whatever, what, what is something that I've done consistently in that, that seems to affect every, everything else. And then step two is actually do that thing. Like it's time to make that the priority. Don't overwhelm yourself with trying to do everything. Just focus on that one thing and then everything else will just naturally fall in line. Okay. So what are, I was going to ask you before we move on, what are some just like super simple keystone habits that you have in your business? Like, so those are great, like personal habit ones, which are equally as important as your business habits. But like, what are some professional keystone habits that you have? That's a good question. So for me, it's making sure that I'm dedicating some time when my brain is the freshest for growing the business or working on the business. You'll hear this a lot in the business circles, working in the business or working on the business. And a lot of times working in is like just doing the work. It's it's all the admin work. It's showing up to teach the classes. It's invoicing money. It's just, it's all the stuff that it takes to run the business. If you only do that stuff, the business will not grow. No one else is going to do it for you. It kind of comes mm -hmm. back to the thing I've said before, like no one's coming to save you. No one's going to do the pushups for you. Right. You need to, to set aside time to actually work on the business. And that's the stuff that uh, like work like content, like coming up with marketing and messaging and the things that no one's going to make you do. And if, if you don't do like, you know, there, there's no. Okay, well, and things that like you're not going to get paid for today. Like that's yeah. kind of hard working on the business and in the business. It's really hard to balance those two because it's like I'm pulling away from income producing activity to do this thing that will over longer term, like maybe not super long term. It's really hard to make that decision. So I think that takes discipline. Yeah. And I, I would say if you're not sure what that is, because it, it's going to look different for everybody, but I would say most in most cases that I'm trying to think through my head, I would say it's uh, coming up with your own content. I've, I strongly believe in the power of content marketing, of putting out content as a means to attract your audience. Um, so putting putting time in, and there are, there are ways to be efficient with this and to batch it, but to do this, to set aside time to actually come up with content and, and work on that. And then also, like, what are the income generating activities? What are some other things? One of it would be reaching out to, to clients and like communicating with current and past clients. Maybe it's thinking about the upcoming um, quarter and planning 
some special events or planning some something something out of the ordinary or you know what is it that maybe needs to change or adjust so i think it's just setting aside some time and and giving yourself that freedom to let your brain go there to think to plan to dream if you do that that adds some energy and some momentum then to to the rest of the business and it bleeds over and it it's kind of like in a budget or w- with a budget in your finances if you don't have a budget and you just spend and then like whatever's left at the end of the month then you tithe or i guess it's not a tithe then then you give or then you save or then you try to pay off debt if you don't have some kind of plan in place and instead pay, do that up front like you will not have yeah. money left over at the end of the month it's prioritizing that and saying this is important to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give the first and I'm going to save in the beginning and I'm going to like, all the do all the, those things up front before you spend the money and then you can spend what's rest. What you can spend the rest, what's left. And I think it's the same thing here that your time goes this way too that if you don't put that time in your calendar as a priority, it just won't be there. You'll you'll fill it, you know, time what is that? There's a Parkinson's law I think that um, whatever amount of time you allot to something, like you will use that time. So if you give yourself, I'm going to have a day to finish this thing, it'll take a day. Or if you give yourself an hour, you'll you'll figure it out in, in an hour. If, if yeah. you don't give yourself that time to do those things, it won't happen. So prioritizing that will then lead to, to the, I think that's a keystone habit on, on the business side of things. Yeah. I think one of my keystone habits is, you talked about um, setting aside time. Like, so I think of like my days, like I, right now where we're at in the day, I'm getting into like my yellow zone. Like I'm still good and I'm still like functionable, <laughs> but I can feel myself, you know, like my mental energy kind of draining a little bit. Whereas like in the first part of the day, like really like eight to noon, nine to noon, like those are my green hours. And like, if I want to produce, like, so what we're doing right now, like if I want to produce, something, I want to be creative. That's my time to do it just because that's when I'm the best in my mind. And so what I don't do is respond to messages in the morning because I can respond to messages some other time. So I have certain like parts of my day. So, um, while I'm driving to my workout in the morning and then, or, and, or, um, the class that I'm teaching, I always listen to a business podcast. So like it's a, it's a, just a podcast that I love. And that's just one of my habits to help me become a better leader, um, to think differently. And then I just kind of stack it on with another habit, which is exercising in the morning before the day starts. And so those are some that I do. And like you said, like sometimes it's not just, and well, and then I'll go later in the day while I'm sitting at the school, like ch- pick up your kid line. Um, that's when I'll like get back. So I have like the pockets of time where I don't need as much energy to do this thing. So I've learn to place them around. But I would say my keystone habits would be exercise, like you said, in the mornings. For me, it's better in the mornings. It's much more likely to get done early mornings. And then I'm trying to listen to something that's going to grow me as as a leader, as a business person, and just as a person. So those are some things that I do on a regular basis. Yeah. And now that you say that, I was thinking through uh, for me too, that having either a book or a podcast or a course, something, something in there, um, to, to constantly fuel my, my business mind to keep me like that, that does energize me and keep me help, keep me motivated too. So that Mm -hmm. now that you say that, that's something that also, um, I find helpful. And in seasons where I feel like I'm struggling, I've looked back and it's probably seasons where I wasn't doing that. I wasn't uh, fueling that. I wasn't feeding that, that part of, of, of my brain and my mind. 
And he also said yeah. something too that um, sometimes we will avoid some of the harder things by working on some of the easier things. Productive like, procrastination. Yeah, I think I said that on one of our, our previous calls or just you know, talking to you once mm -hmm. that it's productive procrastination where like, mm -hmm. I don't really want to do this other thing that's kind of hard. So I'll just stay busy with these these other things. And something I've heard recently from someone, I forgot who it was, was that it's not just about time management. What's really important is energy management. Energy management is And so huge. all the stuff you were saying is is on point. And, and mm -hmm. this is an area that I've been trying to push myself in a little bit is to mm -hmm. spend a little bit more time thinking through all of the things that I have to do. What are the more mentally taxing things or what are the more physically taxing things? And trying to arrange my schedule in a way that makes sense that the things that require more energy, I have more energy to give in that. Yes. So for me, I'm, I'm similar in the mornings. I'm like, I'm a morning person. So like, mm -hmm. I'm ready to go. So the stuff that's more mentally taxing, I need to be working on in the morning and the things, well, I would say the things that are more mentally taxing and more important yeah, uh, things that move the business forward, the, the needle movers need to be done when I'm in that zone. And then I've got some stuff I can do, like you said. It's just kind of mindless or like not as hard to do, but it's just, it needs mm -hmm. to be done. I can do that in the times where maybe my energy is, is waning or draining a little bit. Yeah. Like my, um, going back to my messaging, I also like messaging time is just when I'm picking my kids up. I'm sitting there for 15 minutes. That's kind of just my, because I realize like I carry all this mental energy about, oh, I need to get back to them. I need to get back to them. I need to, but if I just have like this one slot of the day where like, unless it's like my husband or something that's real time that I need to deal with. It's like, people don't need more than a 24 hour. Like, like, like if it's within the 24 hours, I feel like that's fair because like it just is, <laughs> but that's also where I will go in and connect with my students who are in my class. So speaking of like how to like for, for those that are either yoga teachers, like I have this one time a day where I'll look and Hey, you know, I just want to let you know, this series is coming up. Did you want me to go ahead and sign you up for that? Or, you know, like really just using that time doing, like you said, those things that don't require a lot of energy, but hold a lot of mental weight. And so that just getting in the habit of um, messaging my students or my teachers, my team, whatever, during that time has been really helpful too. Real quick, friend, if you can think about how you found this podcast, someone probably told you about it or shared it on Instagram or Facebook or something like that. The only way this grows is through word of mouth. We don't run ads. We don't do sponsorships. Our only ask is that you continue to pay it forward and share this podcast with other yoga teachers. So if it was a review or if it was a post, if you would do that, it would mean the world to us and just might change someone else's life. Thanks. Now back to the show. So the next one um, to help you stay on course and stay consistent is self-awareness. And I feel like we've already kind of like talked about this a little bit just with energy management and things like that. Um, but I think it's really important to know your triggers and to know your obstacles. So like this, this will hold you accountable in some ways because, okay, so like if you are trying to cut back on drinking, let's use that as an example or eating certain foods or whatever, don't bring it in the house. <laughs> Okay. So like you are setting yourself up to fail by putting it at eye level in front of you in your, in your refrigerator. So know what those obstacles are. So Nick and I just talked a little bit, like, I know that after about three o'clock in the afternoon, the creative part of my brain is, is done. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not trying to be something I'm not, 
I'm just going to capitalize on whenever it's good, it's good. But after about three o'clock, I'm just done. And I know that that's an obstacle. So I build strategy around it. So I work my harder mental work is done in the morning. I'm my mental lifting is done in the morning. And so I know that um, I know that certain triggers. Okay. So just a person on a personal level, like certain dates right now, um, as I am kind of walking through this healing from grief season, certain dates are a trigger for me. So I don't schedule things. I don't schedule team meetings. I don't schedule calls. I don't schedule a lot of things around them because I know that I need the emotional capacity to move into this. So I'm not going to schedule like big work events or anything like that. Now, some of y'all are leaning towards the side of like, I need productivity to keep that mask. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But for me, like if I want to show up the best version of where I'm able to lead from, I know that as the holidays show up, I'm not going to do more work in the holidays. I'm going to actually pull back a little bit and give my heart time to breathe, give my mind time to breathe. So those are some just little triggers, but you know, you can even keep it practical. Like I know at five o'clock, um, if we're talking about like the food or the drink or whatever instance, like I want to have this food or this drink. Well, if you make it super easy for yourself to just reach in the fridge and grab. So like that starts, that obstacle prevention <laughs> starts in, in the grocery store. Well, before you walk through your doors and you put it in your fridge and you drink it or eat it. And so what does this look like in your business? Like, so what are the obstacles? A lot of times it is not an actual thing or person. We like to think it is because that keeps us safe from having to actually face the fear that we actually have and taking the next step that we're too scared to take. I digress. But um, just getting really clear with what those obstacles are. Maybe the obstacles are time. If you're working a full-time job and you want to become a full-time yoga teacher or you want to open a studio or whatever, maybe that's the obstacle is time. What system can you build around that? What do you, like Nick said earlier, what do you stop doing? What do you not do, right? So I think that just being self-aware as a whole, knowing your obstacles, know your triggers, know your strengths, know your weakness, it's going to help you stay consistent. Do you have anything on that, that one? Yeah. So, And I think too that sometimes, not sometimes, um, I think also we should bring God into that process if we're not mm. sure. We and we all have blind spots, and there's the scriptures. I was telling Kristen earlier, like I grew up in church, and I know the Bible, but man, do I forget the numbers of like? <laughs> I know and it's in there I somewhere. Said, I promise it's in there somewhere. <laughs> right. Uh, but you know where God's like, search me, like search my heart, show me my anxious thoughts. Like Psalm fifty one. You can invite. See, that's why we're a good team. <laughs> You can invite God into that process if you're not sure. You're like, God, I like I I know like something is is off because of whatever. Help me find what this is. Like, show it to me. Like, help me help illuminate. You know, shine a light in the darkness. And that that can also really help. And you know, I've I've gone through periods where uh, at the end of my workday, you know, I, I work from home and like my office is like I'm I step out of the office and I'm like I'm in it. You know, like I don't have a commute. I don't have that decompression time. And there were some seasons where work was intense and it was really hard for me to like switch into like husband and dad mode, especially without that buffer. And I found myself continually reaching for a glass of wine to help like take the edge off and to help me decompress. And, you know, I think there's times in our life where we need to soothe and like we, we can use things to help us, but at some point that becomes unhealthy. And I think just realizing and having that self-reflection, like, God, where, show me where, where 
I need to make some changes. And there came a point where I was like, this is something that needs to stop. Like, I'm not addicted. I'm not like an alcoholic, but I feel like I need this in order to relax and unwind. And I don't like that. So becoming aware and then putting Maybe. some some things in place. One, like and- telling my wife, like, hey, I really want to change this. Can you help me stay accountable with this? And two, how about we just don't buy wine for a while? So I don't even have that option. Like I would have right. to get in my truck and go buy it to have that. And so it's just a, a good guardrail to to help me make better choices. So self-awareness is key. Okay, so I think the next thing that can really help consistency, um, which has helped me and a lot of people that I've worked with, is to set micro goals or wins and celebrate them. <laughs> like this is huge. I feel like the second part of that's the hardest part. Um, I told um, one of one of my students had just finished like some program that she was working on, and I was like, "What are you going to do to celebrate?" She's like, "Start another program." And I was like, "No." Like you've got to do something to celebrate. Like that's not it because what's rewarded is repeated. And I I truly believe this. And this is something that I feel like I really challenge my, anybody I'm coaching or working with. Okay, great. That's a great. And when you hit this goal, how are you going to celebrate? And I make them tell me exactly what they're going to do to celebrate, but setting the micro goals. And then not only does, does this keep it bite-sized and attainable because if you're wanting to work out and you want to say, I want to work out three hours a week. So are you more likely to work out one day for three hours, three days for one hour or five days for 30 minutes? I don't know if that's the quite, if that math quite maths, but you understand what I'm saying. Like for me, I'm much more likely to be like, okay, I've got 30 minutes. Let's get it done. And I'm more likely to do it four, five, six days a week instead of a whole chunk of my morning, my precious green time out of, you know, and so if you're, if you're looking at those, where, which, what way are you going to be the most successful and having some sort of target to aim for? So you're not just throwing darts at a moving target or an invisible one that's not even there. So keeping it achievable, celebrating. So like, even if it's by the week, like, okay, for one week, if I hit all these goals, I'm going to X. For one month, if I hit all these goals, I'm going to X. So like, I'll give you a real life example. Um, I launched my first out of state retreat. I've never done one before. I've been to one, but I was not leading it. I was co-leading it, but I wasn't orchestrating it. I just went, right? So I did my very first retreat and it was 10 hours away. So like that just brings up like all the things, right? Like it's, it's a lot and it filled up. It filled up really fast. So what I told myself is once I fill this up, I'm going to get myself a hot tub because that is something that I would love to be able to, like, I don't have a, a bath tub in my, in my shower, we just have a shower. And so I would love to be able to give back to myself in that way. So I set this goal. Like if I fill this up, then I'm getting this hot tub. And I actually had it pulled up and I printed it out and stuck it on my computer. <laughs> like it was right there. And so as soon as that last person came in, I was like ordered, I ordered my little, um, if you can't see me, I'm typing in the air. <laughs> I ordered my little soft side hot tub and it was such a gift. So now many times when I get it, I'm like, ah, this is like a reward for the hard work that I've done. And that's just a, kind of a silly one, but like, it's, you know, especially if the reward is self-caring, <laughs> I think that's like a bonus, but I had a target, I had a goal and not, not necessarily, I just like having a carrot at the end. And I'll tell you up to this very last retreat, and I actually did sell it out, but somebody couldn't come. I've sold out every retreat since then. 
So having a target, knowing where you're aiming for, and then having something to celebrate those wins, you know, big and small, I think is huge in consistency for me. Yeah, and and re realist, being realistic, I think is, is huge too. So you want to lose 40 pounds. That's great. Let's, let's talk about this week. <laughs> let's start here, you know, like realistic goals right now. Yeah. I have a couple thoughts. And so like is a squirrel trying to keep, keep reined in here. But one is that if, if you don't have some kind of goal or target, how can you get there? <laughs> uh, there's a Yogi Berra has like a funny quote and I, I can't remember what it is and I'll butcher it if I try, but you know, like you need to know where you're headed in order to get there in order to come up with a plan to get there. So by not having those, you're really shooting yourself in the foot. The other thing is that I recently heard someone say, and I, again, I, I hear all these things and I forget which one of the persons said it, but what I heard him say was, we do not rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our habits. And so while it's important to have goals and necessary, like we need targets to shoot for, having the goal is not the thing that will get you there. It's it's your habits and your consistency in doing the things that help you achieve the goal. You know, so like the goal yeah. is, is going to require things of you. And if you do those things consistently, you get the goal. But if Which you is only, what a habit is. It's doing something yeah. consistently. Yeah. But if, but if you only have the goal and just think like, I'm going to set these goals, this is, I mean, why do so many people not, not achieve their uh, uh, resolutions? Mm. It's because they have the goal and they're all woo excited and motivated. They don't have the plan or the follow through. Yeah. They don't have the consistency. They don't just keep doing it. If, if you just keep doing it, you will not lose. Yeah. So it was James Clear, the Atomic Habits guy. He's so okay. good. You guys need that book. If you don't have it ready yet, it is a game changer. So next, having accountability is extremely important with developing consistency because there will be times where you're tempted to not do the thing. And it's in those moments when you have someone that you can reach out to to say, hey, uh, I'm thinking about not doing the thing. They can go do the thing and then you'll do the thing. Like sometimes it's as easy as that. Just having someone who like you, you really want to do the right thing. But there's just part of you that that's like, eh, you could do that or you could just not. Having that accountability in place can be a game changer. I want to say something right here. It is not other people's responsibility to hold me accountable. It is my responsibility to check in with them and talk about the, the ways that, you know, here's where I'm struggling. Here's where I'm, I'm lacking. Here's where I need more counseling or coaching or help or financial peace, whatever it is like. Here, it is my job to come to that person who said, I will hold, you know, I'll hold you accountable. It's not their job to come to me. <laughs> like, like that is like dragging, you know, a dead horse behind you. <laughs> like nobody wants to be that person. Nobody has time for that. And so, you know, yeah, let's, let's set a day on Fridays. We check in with each other. If you don't check in, if I don't check in with my accountability partner, that's on me. That's on me. And so I think that we need to like kind of clear that up when it comes to accountability is like, it's not someone else's job to make sure you're doing your stuff. That ain't it because you're an adult. So adult. Yeah. And you, you will be uh, very sorely disappointed if you're expecting, even in like a coaching situation mm -hmm. to expect them to be the ones to hold you accountable. Cause that's, mm -hmm. that's not their role. No. And that's why anytime I'm setting up sessions with someone to coach, I'm like, here's the deal. I will, I will, I will keep pace with you. I will push your pace. I will encourage you. I will cheer you. I will, I will do all the things. 
the only thing I will not do is drag you. If you do not want this, I can't want it for you, right? So I will match your energy and even push it sometimes, but I will not drag you. And you're right. Like, I think you're setting yourself up for disappointment. If you think the next person or the next course or the next coach or the next counselor is going to fix you, you have to do the work. And so, you know, your coach will kind of remind you, Hey, remember you said you wanted this. Remember that you said you were going to do this. Remember who you are. Remember what you've committed to doing, but ultimately they're not going to be calling you at 5.00 AM to see if you got up and did things you're supposed to do. That's not their job. That's your job. That's our job as the person. All right. So get accountable. If you need some ways to get accountable, go back and listen to the podcast before this one, because we talked a lot about the power of community and that's where a lot of accountability is going to lie. So the last thing is that when it comes down to it, you just have to do it. I just Are you, are you about to start rapping right now? I just came up with that. Like I didn't even have that written. So like, All right. I'm just, I'm so gifted. All right. There you go. You just have to start. You just have to do it. You got to put on your big boy pants, your big girl pants, and just get it done. And you don't have to have it all figured out. And a lot of times what, what gets in the way of this step is fear and overwhelm and sometimes just excuses that we make to not take to not get started on, on those steps. And, and it kind of ties into some of these other things where you don't really have the goal. You don't have some kind of accountability. Maybe you're not even aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or you're just not doing what you know you need to do. You just you just got to do it. And no one's going to do it for you. No one can do your push-ups for you. You've got to just start. But if you start small and just do what you can do, over time, you can grow and expand. And like that's what gets you momentum. Mm-hmm. So like back, quick story, in, in my football days, we would do this thing where we had this huge uh, like wagon that we would move our equipment on. And sometimes we would pile all the guys on it and, and you had to push it hundred yards down the field. And it was really hard. You can imagine trying to push a cart, like a big wagon full of football players. And to get it going was the hardest part. Once you got it going, it was a bit easier. I mean, it was still work, but you could keep it going. But to get it going was so hard. But what you had to do was get really low and take like little, little, little choppy steps. And if you did that hard enough and like little steps, if you try to take real big steps, like it will not budge. But if you do this short little like choppy steps, it helped you kind of get it rocking and moving. And then you could you could keep it going, get some momentum. So just start small and then work your way from there. And when it comes to like fear and overwhelm, sometimes we're we're letting things that aren't even a thing stop us from moving. Or we're we're using this excuse of like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. And I, I like to say overwhelm is a choice. And I think we need to do an episode just on that because we could talk for a while just yeah. overwhelm and fear. But you're choosing to stay in overwhelm instead of breaking that thing down. You know, if you're if you're trying to climb Mount Everest, if you just keep staring at the peak and you're like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna do that? Like you're not gonna get there. If you just look forward and just, I just need to get to this point, you can make little checkpoints and just get to those points. Break down. I think that goes back to like micro goals, like Mm -hmm. just little micro goals, because if we overcomplicate something, then what we're telling ourselves is it's hard. I don't have to do it. Well, both. (laughs) It it may be hard, but we're going to do it anyways. Like it's tough, but so are you. But also like, Sometimes we can simplify the process. Like 
going back to fitness, that's always the easiest one or, or whatever it is like post for your, for your social media or email or whatever it is, like something every day is better than nothing for 30 days, right? Like something every day. And this is hard. I don't know why as humans, I'm sure there's some neuroscience behind it, but like, just do it, like set a, an easy behavioral based goal. So for five minutes, I'm going to write a post every single day, whether you post it or not for five minutes. And then, then you end up with a, an entire note stack full of posts. Like I've got so many that I don't even know what to do with them at this point. But when the time comes for me to share them, they're just there. I think just, just doing, doing something, doing, doing it, just get it done. And you don't have to see the whole staircase to take the next step. And often mm -hmm. as you take that next step, then the next step kind of reveals itself. You know, if you think of like at night, how far your headlights can see with your car, you can only see so far, but when you move the car, now you see more and then you, you keep moving, you see more. So I think sometimes just, just taking that next step will often then reveal the next step. Um, but you don't have to see the whole staircase in order to, to take that first step. That's so good. All right. So to recap, five ways to stay consistent is identify and perform your keystone habits. Number two is self-awareness, knowing your triggers and the obstacles that are around you, building systems around them. Number three is setting micro goals and wins and then celebrate them. Number four is get accountable. Accountability is key. Number five is just do it. That's it. So uh, we hope that these tips and this conversation around consistency was helpful for you um, as you take your next step as a yoga teacher, as a leader in your business. Um, we'd love to hear from you. So if you're not in our teacher community on Facebook, hop over to Facebook and search Christians Do Yoga Teacher Community and you'll find us. Come join us, say hello, and let us know which areas you're finding a hard time in your business or maybe even in your personal life remaining consistent. We'd love to hear from you, and we're so grateful that you spent your time with us today. So we hope you found that helpful, and if you did, we would love it if you could share it with someone else who might also be struggling. We love to offer these for free, and that's the best way that you can help us in return and, and help get this message out to more people and ultimately change more lives, which is what we're trying to do. Also, if you could leave us a review on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts, that would really help us out. And make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss future episodes. Thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you next time.